Hello and welcome to the Financially Free Females podcast. I'm your host, Katie Elkert, and each week I'll be discussing practical tips to help you on your path to financial freedom. If you're ready to pay down debt, build wealth, and increase your abundance, you've come to the right place. Thank you for joining me on our shared quest for financial freedom. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode on the Financially Free Females podcast. So today I actually wanted to celebrate something and I know when you probably saw this title on the podcast, you were thinking I was referring maybe to 100,000 downloads or some sort of social media metric, which would be totally awesome, but it actually has nothing to do with that and has everything to do with our family finances. So I just realized yesterday while cleaning up some investment stuff, I was actually selling out of some old investments and buying some index funds. You may have heard me talk about index funds and how much I love them on a previous podcast, but I was playing around with some things and realized after adding everything up that my husband and I have a total of $100,000 in our investment accounts. And so while, excuse me, Well, for some of you, that might not be a lot, and for some of you, that may be a lot. Uh, It doesn't really matter because I try to stay out of the comparison game when it comes to personal finance and tell my clients and people that I talk to that it really is personal. So that's why it's called personal finance, right? It's supposed to be meaningful to you. It's not supposed to be a game that you're playing to compare yourself to others. It's really just to motivate and encourage yourself to make better decisions. So we would actually have more than 100000 had I not made some less than stellar investment choices in the past and had to sell out of some of my um, investments, which I highly do not recommend doing. Um, But younger, not quite as smart Katie uh, chose to do that. And so, um, you know, not only is that money that was not counted towards 100,000, but also that the money that that money would have made, right, that compound interest, um, you know, I'm not even going to add it up and account for what it would be because I will probably just be depressed. So anyway, so today is we're celebrating. And so I want to talk about 100, you know, getting to 100,000 in your investment accounts. Some of you listening may be well past that. Some of you may be nowhere near that. And so I just wanted to talk to you about basically kind of how we have done it and the steps along the way. So I'm going to jump right in. Uh, essentially, the the hundred thousand dollars comes is is a combination of a few different things. So it's my husband's employer plan. It is um, his stock purchase program through his company. It is my um, both of our Roth IRAs, and it is also a IRA that I have. And so, uh, right now, I am currently. Uh, self-employed. And so I don't have a 401k or 403b that I'm paying into. And so um, instead, I have a Roth IRA and an IRA. And whereas my husband, he is employed by a a company and he gets a, the 401k and also gets a really cool um, ESOP, the employee stock option. Uh, And so we've been utilizing both of those and also funding my Roth IRA. So I want to take you back a little bit. So when I was 22, 23, just graduating college, I opened up a Roth IRA. I opened it at Fidelity 
And I, this is in no way a promotion for Fidelity, but somebody, actually a financial advisor, um, friend of my mom's, recommended that was the easiest way to start because um, I was just looking for something really simple at the time. And I've had great experience with Fidelity and um, actually have used them ever since. So I opened a Roth IRA and I started funding that Roth IRA to the max, which was 5500 a year. You get up until the tax day. Um, of the next year to be able to fully fund that Roth. So I started doing that. And then as I got older, I, uh, you know, when it was time to buy a house, I ended up taking some of that money out because you can take um, part of it out penalty free to pay for a first time home buyer purchase as of the date of this recording. So I did that. But I also was, you know, started working at an employer. I went back to grad school and I got a teaching job. And so I started funding my 403B. And then I also had, you know, the teacher pension um, through the state of Minnesota, which is where we live. And so I started funding that as well. And I believe I started off funding it at 10%. I was uh, not single at the time, but I wasn't living with anybody or sharing anybody's expenses. So I was really big on putting, you know, a good chunk of money aside, if you will, or putting it, you know, going straight into savings. That is the one thing that's really great about 403B or 401Ks is that you, it's money that you don't get to touch, which for most of us is a good thing because then you're not spending it as soon as it hits your bank account. So I always tell people, highly recommend taking advantage, especially if you have the match. There's no reason not to get that free money. So put into your 401K or 403B up to that match and, uh, you know, take advantage of that free money. So So that is kind of, you know, like just giving you a little backstory of how I got started. And so, again, I started that Roth IRA when I was right out of college and started maxing it out, took some money out for first-time homebuyer purchase, but then I also started funding my 403B. When I switched companies, I um, also, you know, worked for a company that had a 403B and and I've worked for companies that had 401K, and I also put in at least up to the match in those, you know, for those employers as well. Um, And then when I left, and I always recommend this to people too, typically do, it's nice to roll then those 401ks and 403bs into one centralized place where you have a little bit more control over the fees. 401ks, 403bs tend tend to have higher fees. And so if you can roll them into something where you are aware of and can control the fees, that's a great, a great way to go. So um, I've rolled, you know, some of those over into an IRA. And um, now that I am self-employed, I've just been funding my Roth IRA currently. And so um, and that is not something that I max out anymore. I would love to be able to, but honestly, after um, you know going into self-employment, uh, some of our investments had to, you know, take, we had to cool down some investing in order to just have enough cash flow for our day-to-day lives on one stable income. And so that's kind of how, how we did that. So, and then my, for my husband's story, we, again, um, his, through his employer, have the 401k we put in to the match on there. And we also um, buy into his stock purchase program, which he gets a discount for. Uh, so we can buy it at 85% of cost, right? So we get a 15% discount on, on the stock. So those are two things that we have done. He's um, been with this company a little over five years now. 
And I'm super excited. So I, like I said, it was kind of something that I <clears throat> was just looking through some stuff. And while I was kind of adding everything up, I was like, oh, we have surpassed 100,000. So obviously that could change, right? If the stock market crashed, then we would have less than that amount. Um, if something, you know, if it were to soar, we'd have more. And we're, we're continuing to fund our investment accounts and continuing to make money on our money. So even if it does crash, right, we're still a ways off from retirement. Um, so that, you know, kind of event does not um, scare me, right? It's actually a great time to buy uh, more investments. And so, yeah, so I wanted to come on here and just share a little story um, of how we got to where we did. So, yeah, so that's it. I just, again, wanted to come on here and share this milestone with the audience and remind you to... If you are, you know, nowhere near this number or maybe you've like far surpassed this, just wanted to give you some ideas of how we did it and some motivation to keep going. You can sometimes feel like you're never going to get there, but I can promise you that you will <laughs> if you stay the course and just take, you know, continue taking those opportunities to, you know, fund in your own investments, whether that's a IRA or Roth IRA. And if you have an employer to put in money into that 401k or 403b, especially at least up into the match if you have a match through your employer. So, all right, you guys, that is it. Thank you. Thank you again for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, if you like this podcast, head on over to iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe. Tell me what you love and tell me what you'd like to hear more of or any topics that you want to want me to cover or questions that you have that you want me to answer on the podcast. All right, you guys, until next time, cheers to your abundance.